Today, Talk CDL is brought to you by Carter Lumber. Carter Lumber has over 160 locations, drivers, east of the Mississippi, and they're looking to hire Class A, Class B, and non-CDL drivers to be home every day. Go to www.carterlumber.com forward slash talk CDL, fill out the little pamphlet, and they will call you. Again, if you're a driver that's over the road looking to be local, home every day, get a hold of Carter Lumber and tell them Talk CDL sent you. We're also brought to you by DriveWise, D-R-I-V-E-W-Y-Z-E. And if you're a small company or an owner-operator and you're looking to be able to bypass the scales and you don't want to have a transponder in your truck and you want something that is priced very nice, get a hold of DriveWise.com. That's D-R-I-V-E-W-Y-Z-E.com. And if you don't have the ability to bypass the scales, I promise you that your driver's well, thank you very much once you do. We're last but not least, we're also brought to you by National Carriers. National Carriers is a, is a mid-sized fleet out of the Dallas, Texas area, Irving to be exact. And they are a reefer company, 100% no touch. And they are looking for drivers that will join the fleet for regional, for over-the-road, company-wise, and also lease purchase. Uh, they also have those beautiful Kenworth T680s, full benefit package, Check them out and enhance your driving experience today uh, by getting a hold of National Carriers at 888-311-7076. Ruthann, we got the uh, truck show coming up here in February, and we're going to be at that truck show, correct? We are. We are going to be there the first weekend of February. And and as they can see on the screen here... That's our booth. The That's our booth number 435. We're actually going to be at a booth, and um, we'll be there... Uh, and we're going to have our podcast equipment with us, and we're going to be doing a couple podcasts. If you're uh, going to be in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, in fact, it's February 4th and 5th, and if there isn't a better reason to come to the trucks, uh, the truck show, Ruthann, uh, then the, my best reason, I'm saying myself, if I'm a truck driver, um, February 4th and February 5th. Think about those dates. Those dates are freezing freaking cold above <laughs> I-40. <laughs> and if you need an excuse to get to Florida, guess what? The all-new truck. got it. Yeah, and this is their first year. They did one in Texas a year or two ago, and it was a huge success. And uh, truck shows are just growing right then. There's going to be like, there'll be, you know, beautiful trucks there. Kenworth will be there. There'll be, uh, I'm sure there'll be some contests there. And all the vendors that go to the big shows. And this is actually going to be a pretty good-sized show, so if you can, check it out. Get on down there to the, uh, it's the convention center, I guess, in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, and I think there's over 150,000. Yeah, square feet? No, um, under uh, over 150 um, booths, like the sponsors and stuff, like under uh, over 150. Okay, yeah. Absolutely, and it would be really nice to see everybody stop in and say hi to Ruth Ann and myself and maybe jump on the podcast with us and... Uh, uh, you know, check the show out. I mean, I, I'll be honest with you, Ruth Ann, I actually love those shows. They're fun. They, are, they really are. It's just an excuse to take a day or two off, walk around, you get free stuff, you know. and You get to meet um, people behind the scenes. You get to see other people that, that yeah. you know, like us, you know, a lot of people just hear us. They don't actually get to see us. Right. And, and you know, honestly, like CDL Life would be there. Like I said, Kenworth is going to be there. A lot of big names are going to be there. And, you know, sometimes you when you go to these shows, they're introducing the newest technologies and mm -hmm. all that other stuff. So definitely check it out. So anyways, moving on with the show, Ruthann. 
on with the show. You know, you're saying about the new technologies. Yeah. There is some new gear. Let me see if I can grab it real quick. There's some new gear that's coming out. Everybody knows the... <laughs> My new talk CDL. What are these things called? Tumblers? Yeah, it's not really new. You've had it for a Ru- while. Ruth Ann actually made these. You, you made these, right? Or did Sabrina, Sabrina did. Our daughter made these. She, 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 uh, it's like one of her hobbies. She does these kind of cups. So anyways, if you guys want one of these, write in. We actually, we need to get our, our uh, online store going, but we really haven't done that. But we would love to sell you one of these. These are really cool cups, and, they, and the ice lasts for like a day or two. Yeah. Yeah, they actually really are. You can use whatever kind of cup you want, though, as far as which tumbler. Yeah, so... so Yeti or... Mine's so, a Yeti. Yours is a regular one. Oh, you got the Yeti? Whatever. Go ahead, Ruth Ann. What, so, what's the new technology? Okay, so a lot of trucks, of course, have that CPC, which is a common powertrain controller. Well, the CPC4, a lot of owner-operators or certain people that have those adapters in their truck are dismounting them. And taking them with them when they go to inside the truck stops or, or um, when they're leaving their tractor. So it's not made to be disconnected and reconnected, disconnected and reconnected. So a company that um, it's ERD is making a harness that is set up into your tractor so that when you are dismounting that, it's not actually screwing up with the the um, components that are used with the wiring part of it that mounts it. There's, there's, they're like little adapters that go into it. And what's it for again? I wasn't paying attention. The common powertrain controller with the CBC4, the CPC. Okay. The CPC4. It's like I said, it's the common powertrain controller, which is used by most tractors now for the driver to have complete control over the tractor. Okay, sounds interesting. Yes. So, anyways, if you're one of these drivers that have this kind of controller and you're looking for a new harness for them to to help benefit when you're taking it out of your truck, because that actually is um, one of the things that are extremely high with thefts. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know that either, but um, it is. It's evidently one of the biggest things right now that are being stolen off of tractors. Sounds is crazy. CP, CPC force. So people are taking them, taking them in with them. This new thing, it's called the CPC four harness is used. Um, ERD is making it to make it easier for drivers. You know, it's actually interesting that you, you talk about theft and a lot of it is tying back to the way the economy is, you know, mm-hmm. whenever the economy, and that's really kind of what I was going to talk about a little bit today. Well, you know, when the economy gets really crappy, um, if we're being honest, okay, the, you know, things like that, you know, th- things that thieves can steal, they're going to do it. You know, obviously, um, if I were you drivers, um, I would definitely take note, especially if you're a company listening, um, I would definitely take note that you might want to really emphasize with your drivers about parking in unlit areas right now, because, truck jackings are going up. Everything is going up right now as far as crime goes. And if somebody can make a dollar, they're going to, and, and, you know, that also plays into the safety of the driver, Ruthann. You know, one of my big things is carry a gun. I know a lot of companies, they don't want you carrying a gun. I get that. And, you know, uh, company rules are company rules, but just being honest with you, you know, with, with it getting worse out there 
And again, when the economy gets bad, crime goes up. And, you know, you got a driver, he's on the road, he's in a city, he's a target. Um, you're, you're carrying sometimes a million dollars worth of freight in that truck, depending on what you're hauling, at least a couple hundred thousand dollars worth of freight. And, you know, you want to protect yourself. Um, and, and, and something I wanted to talk about as far as the economy goes, you know, I'm going to say this because a lot of companies are, everybody's like hanging on, oh, maybe it's just a little burp in the industry. You know, it's, it's not a burp. Um, the economy sucks right now, like really bad. I don't want to, I'm not here to be a Debbie Downer, but, you know, I was thinking a lot about, you know, what's going on right now. And I, we were talking, Tyler and I were talking earlier and, you know, a year ago, these smaller companies that had like 50 trucks in that area, and there's a lot of them like up in the Chicago area, they couldn't, they were begging to um, get trucks. They wanted to grow because of the freight rates. They These guys were like hungry, and you can't blame somebody for wanting to grow. You know, if 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 one truck is, you know, you're grossing ten to $15,000 on a truck, um, guess what? You know, you, you, you take a chance, and a lot of companies did. And, and, and then, of course, we've seen what happened when, when the economy flipped around this year. And, you know, a couple things I want to talk about. Number one is, you know, you can't, you couldn't get trucks a year ago like Penske and Ryder, right? I don't know if you remember. I do. Okay, so some of those companies, they were, there was like this huge waiting list to find, to find trucks, and 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 uh, people were begging for them. Well, flash forward now, and remember, I told you when when the economy or not the economy when 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 money was just big time and drivers were paying. Unfortunately, they were getting screwed by the by these dealerships. Man, these dealerships were were, were living high off the hog because they were taking tractors that were say really valued at 50 to 70 grand and they were selling for almost a hundred and sometimes over a hundred. They were getting new truck prices for used trucks. Mm -hmm. And do you remember me saying, listen, you're going to see a gosh darn gigantic amount of bankruptcy or not bankruptcy, but repos, voluntary repos. First off, these guys are going to be buying these trucks that don't have crap for a warranty. The banks are, and the banks, the banks got nobody to believe, blame but themselves on that. They're financing these trucks that aren't even going to last. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and now you got all these drivers in these small com companies bouncing these trucks back. Well, flash forward a year. Guess what? You can get trucks everywhere. Now prices are starting to come down and they're going to keep coming down. If you're looking to buy a truck, give it a, just a little bit more time. And I'll guarantee you, you can almost get it for a song because drivers are just bouncing trucks because they can't even make their truck payment and have some kind of a profit with the amount, with the amount they're paying for fuel and the amount that they're making off these brokers. Brokers are making all the money and the drivers are not making crap. It's terrible. It is. I think also during that time frame, I remember hearing situations where um, I had a company that I was talking to, and I could be wrong, but I'm not sure if I don't think I am, uh, where they were giving their, they're paying money for these tractors because they were um, having a hard time getting them because of the, the chip and stuff. So yeah. they were paying these high amounts for these tractors and because they're only getting them in by trickles, mm -hmm. these, 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 these sales, the sale agents and stuff were, were saying, okay, um, I've got three coming in, but I've got five people ahead of you. So they were getting more money 
for these tractors and the ones that were were paying the regular rate, let's say it was three hundred thousand, someone will say, Hey, I'll give you an extra fifty if you get me in that list. And yeah. they're getting pocketed extremely high amounts of money to basically take and, and and give a tractor that came in to someone else than the person that's been waiting a year for that tractor. Well, and, and you're right. Um, we knew companies that had, I knew a guy at a small company that was under 20 trucks, right? And he had three brand new Kenworth T680s ordered through this one dealership, Paid right? Paid for, right? Well, he had big deposits. Put, he put mm-hmm. down deposits on the truck. And what happened was, um, the trucks, they finally f- knew that the trucks were going to be in within a month or two over so long of a period. And the dealer called them and said, Hey, it's just business. These trucks are now 30,000 more. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the, the sad part is you, to me, you know, me when it comes to a deal, these, these dealerships ought to be ashamed of themselves for the simple reason you already made a deal with a, a, a small company or an owner-operator to sell that truck to them, okay, at a certain price, and it's already established, and then you turn around and you jack them. Mm-hmm. And now so, and now a lot of dealerships are stuck with trucks coming in because nobody's going to buy them. So they have, you know, it's, it's hurt, it hurt everybody. Yep. It, was, it, it, was, it was honestly and truly a... It, it disgusted me to see it happening, but it happened, and now, you know, it wouldn't stay up like at those prices forever. And hopefully, um, you know, I'm going to tell you guys something. This is the truth when it comes to the trucking industry. And I've told Tyler this this morning. The trucking industry is the first to see the bad times. Really, we are. Mm-hmm. Because of orders and freight, you know what I mean? They, they know, believe me. And then the trucking industry is also the first time to see the good times. See, like you, when when finally things flip around and truck drivers start doing well again and trucking companies start doing well again, the rest of the of the country still go, oh my gosh, we're all dying, right? Th- that's exactly what's happening, and so and then it's a kind of a trickle effect. It catches back up to them. So right now we're seeing, and it's January, January, February, March. Even in good times, is the lowest money making quarter. Yeah. Predominantly, even in, like I said, even in good times, you can look at January, February, and March, and then you can look at uh, May, June, and July, and, and your profit is quadruple sometimes mm-hmm. from, from those three months to the next three months. And so right now, uh, the economy's sucking. Um, these trucks are being bounced back. Um, it's, it's looking crap. And I'll tell you something else, uh, one of the big problems that you're starting to see. In 2008... The last time the economy looked really bad in the trucking industry was 2008 and 2009. You remember that. That was the the housing bubble, they called that. Well, I remember I was working for a trucking company, and they didn't advertise for an entire year for drivers because they were getting 100 calls a day from drivers that nobody would hire. See, what happened was in the really shitty times, um, a lot of companies shrink because you know, they have the ability to shrink and then to grow when they need, you know, need to add on drivers. Well, what happened was back then, I remember taking a few phone calls and drivers are going, Hey man, you got work. I'll even do New York city. I'll even unload the trucks for you. I just need to get working. And it's sad when that happens, but, um, I'm talking to a lot of companies and a lot of companies now are starting they're seeing that now a lot of drivers. And I'm going to tell you the first ones to go the, the, and drivers, some of you guys, I love you guys, 
and Ruth Ann and I are always on your side. But some of you guys screw up bad, and you got your own fault to blame. And I don't mean the good guys. And yeah, I don't everybody mean, has it. I'm not talking about the guys that are safe, the guys that are, you know what I mean, that don't have a hot head. I'm talking about, like, for example, the guys that are on the SAP, the SAP program, right? You know what? Guys, just because marijuana is freaking legal in Colorado and, like, 20 other states or whatever it is, it, you, you guys already know it's a federal offense and you can't have it in your system. And, Ruthann, right now, drivers are failing drug screen. The, the clearinghouse is, is clearing people out. It's it it's a record amount of drivers right now that are on the what's it called the SAP or the substance abuse program, and those drivers that have failed the drug screen in the last three years that are on that SAP program, they're the first ones that are having a hard time. I was talking to a driver yesterday, really cool dude. He's in uh, Ohio, and he said, "Man, I got three buddies." that are on the SAP program. He said they're all ready. They got the return for duty status and they're 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 good guys. And I'm sure they are good guys. But guess what? They're not gonna get job. Right now when while the economy is taking a shit, they are not gonna get good jobs. Though you guys have kind of worked yourself out of a job if you if you fail the drug screen in the last three years. Now don't get me wrong, I'm sure one or two companies will hire you, but it's getting down to where there ain't many left that because during the really desperate times, Ruthann, when the economy was like booming in the COVID times and, and drivers were making a million dollars. Companies were going, yeah, we'll take some SAP drivers, you know, and now every one, most of those companies now are going, no, they're the ones we don't want now. So that's the first set of drivers that are going to have a hard time. The second set of drivers are the guys that have probably about, I'm going to say eight to 10 jobs or more in the last three years. So those guys that have, I was talking to a company in uh, Texas the other day and he said, Troy, you ain't even going to believe this. He said, a guy just applied for us. We are job number 17 since June. Since, Ruth, and that's seven months ago. Six, seven months ago. He said, on his deck, we are job number, he said, honestly, in desperate times, maybe, maybe I would even consider, he says, when we see that amount, we're not even, we're not even giving those guys a consideration. So you got your SAP program guys, they're going to have a bad time right now for the next, hopefully, I hope it don't last long for any of these guys. I'm not wishing, I'm not wishing bad on any of the drivers at all, but I'm just telling you drivers for future reference, if you're a SAP program guy and you have a job right now, don't get all cocky and quit the job thinking you're going to find something great because there isn't anything great out there. But the guys that are on SAP, the guys that had a DUI, recent DUI, UIs, the guys that had a million jobs in the last three years, that three set of drivers, the worse the economy gets, they're the ones that are going to have a harder time finding a job. Mm-hmm. And they're already proving it because they're call- a lot of them, a lot of companies are getting the phone calls from drivers like that, that are having a hard time finding a company that they can just jump. You know, uh, one of the guys I know, he calls them a flea on the dog. You know, they're like a flea, man. As soon as another dog comes on, they just jump onto that dog and get another ride. So there are some drivers out there. They, you know, as soon as there's something they don't like about a company, I mean, it, it's, it is what it is. It, you, there's records and records of these guys. As soon as somebody pisses them off, maybe didn't get them home on time, maybe whatever the case is, they quit a job and they go get another job. It's just a one job after another and another and another. And you guys know who I'm talking about. It's not every driver. There's a lot of great drivers out mm-hmm. there. A, a lot of great drivers. And I'm not even putting the drivers down that are like this. I'm just, I'm giving you fact that you're going to have a hard time finding a job over the next, I don't know. How long do you think this is going to last? I'm not sure how long it's going to last. Uh, it, it could just last a few months. It could last a couple of years. It just really depends well, on... Don't say a couple of years. My gosh. Well, I I don't think it will, but, you know, Ooh. 
I don't want to be the person that says, oh, it's only going to, it's going to be cleared up by, you know, well, May. I but think... here's, here's, here's also to st- statistics. You have right now, everybody spent all their money on Christmas, right? I just was out today. We stopped at Walgreens and there was Valentine stuff up, which Walmart has Valentine stuff up too. So you have Valentine, which is usually the, 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 the one that just comes a little tiny light, you know, as far as people buying stuff, but then income tax checks come back. So when income checks checks come back and then you're starting to celebrate Easter, that's when the economy starts making its little shift because people are are done catching up with their paying off their stuff that they spent for Christmas and they're now being able to loosen up enough to where they could start purchasing stuff again starting the second quarter. And so what Ruthann is saying is, and she's right, I believe... I seen a stat: seventy percent of the economy is is depending on the little guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it the little the guy, like you said, once those income tax check comes, the you know the the guy that doesn't make much money. This don't I spend it. I read I read these stats once. The guy that has a million dollars, he don't spend his money. He nope. tightens up. He tightens up. Puckers it up. Okay, but the guy that literally is living from ch- paycheck to paycheck, as soon as he gets his income tax check. He goes out and he pisses he it away. He spends it, yeah. So the economy kind of gets a little bit of boom. People go out and they do that. And then what? I want to tell you what happens also in the first quarter. Um, flatbed freight dies. That's because of the the weather. The weather. Okay, so you can't work on roads under fifty or fifty five degrees. So flatbed freight really dies. And no, people don't realize on this on this the magnitude of three hundred and some million people living in a country like we have. What happens is as soon as the spring comes, the thaw. As soon as the thaw comes, and I'm thinking Bambi. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just saying though, as soon as the spring comes, flatbed freight, literally drivers, construction starts, and what happens is those guys go out and buy work boots, mm-hmm. and they buy work gloves, lunch pails. They, I mean, literally, and all of a sudden, manufacturing on that stuff just gets booming, and it just, it's like a little fire. It goes all over the place, and so those guys start sp- spending or making money, and then their wives buy the things that they've been wanting to buy, and it just literally. It just literally gets on fire, mm-hmm. and 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 the economy gets usually a little better. I'm not sure. One of the things we need to do is get the manufacturing going again. I agree. I agree. I like the fact that a lot of stuff now is being back made in the U.S., so that does help our economy get better because our workers are going back. I know in our county alone, we're going to have a Target, a Starbucks, um, and there is another one. Yeah, because we're like a little... Crappy, we're little. We're a little crappy county. Getting a Starbucks is huge news for Citrus County. Mm-hmm. But Ruthann, we were just in Sam's this morning. What did what were you looking for that they didn't have? Tater tots. They they were all out of frozen French fries, the big giant bags. And what what Sam's and Walmart started doing. Just so you guys know this, okay. Um, months ago, you'd you'd walk in and you'd go, oh my gosh, there's a giant bear spot where the hamburger used to be or the butter used to be. Now what they're doing is they're taking other items and shifting it into those. Mm-hmm. Because we went into the potato section of Sam's for the, the frozen potatoes. We needed a big giant bag of potato tots for the church. And there was all kind of other things. In onion the, rings. Yeah. There was cases of onion rings. And, and other things. And they had it spread out so it didn't look like it was bare. Mm-hmm. But they were clearly out of crinkle fries and tater tots. And it seems like every week we go there, Ruth and uh, the stores There's are something. out of... And they just got butter back. They only Yeah, we just... Last we week they butter. didn't have any butter. So what I'm getting at is this is one of the other big things that's hurting 
everything from the trucking industry to the United States is the assembly lines. They don't have people back and working again. And so with all that being said and inflation through the roof, you got a shitty economy. So drivers be really careful of quitting your jobs right now. I'm telling you, be really careful of what you're doing and, and make sure you have another job, especially you guys that are SAP programs, DUIs, if you have too many jobs. I know a driver, I, I've met a couple drivers lately, they, they were shipped over to an orientation, they quit their job, they went to an orientation, and then when they got to the orientation, guess what? They thought they had a job and they got kicked out of orientation. Because when you go to most orientations today, they're limited to trucks. And if you're the guy that has 500 jobs or you have a SAP program, there's a good chance that if they are low on trucks, you're the guy getting kicked out of there. So be really careful and make sure when you change that job that these guys have a truck for you. I promise you, um, be really careful right now because times are tough. Ruthann. Moving on. Moving on. I just wanted to mention this economy thing. It's just it's sucking big time. You said you had a couple things to talk about. What do you got? A yawn. Sorry. Um, DOT announces their annual increase for fines and regulations. Yeah. Yeah. It's that time of year again. So what they're doing is they put up a list of all the stuff that they are increasing, which let me tell you, it actually increased some of them a couple thousand. What, a couple thousand for a yeah. fine? Oh, is that yeah. for a company fine or what? Well, it, it goes back and forth between, um, let's see. Um, for example, out-of-service order. Requiring or permitting operation of a CMV or intermodal equipment that was placed out of service. Before, the penalty was 20719 Now it's 22324 Wait, what was it before? 20719 Oh. Now it's 22000 and, and again, tell them what that fine is for. That one is for the out-of-service order requiring or permitting operation of a CMV or intermodal equipment that was placed out of service. The other one is... Meaning if you're placed out of service and then you get caught driving while you're out of service... Right. You're going to get a, a mother of a fine. I mean, that's not even... that's That one there, they take very, very serious. You're disobeying us. We're going to now slice into your bank. Well, here's the one that if you fail to cease when you put on an out of service, like if you just keep driving, that went from 29.8 to 32. Thousand. Yes. It's not worth it. It's not worth it to keep running like that. I mean, those are just a few of them, but that's um, failure to respond to an agency subpoena is now $1,200. Um, you hear that, drivers? Because, Ruth Ann, one of the things that I'm very guilty of is not checking my mail. Mm-hmm. And when you when you and I met, we were just young, young guys and gals, you know, back in the day. <laughs> you remember, like, coming into my apartment? And oh, my gosh. I had, like, 10... Unopened envelopes. It's like, this is your phone bill. <laughs> this is your electric. It hasn't been opened. I open it up. You're going to have your electric turned off in a few hours. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. You know, I'm, I'm sure they're just kidding. Well, you know, they... for, if you do an out of service order, like if you from an operation, mm. like if you just now are put out of service, it is now going to cost $2,200. What? Yeah. So out of service order, operation of a CMV by a driver. Was two thousand and seventy-two dollars before? Now it's two thousand two hundred and thirty-two. So that only went up two hundred, but still, it's going up. Yeah, unfortunately, it seems like when and what did we just pay for eggs or eggs right now in 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 Publix four forty-nine for an eighteen pack. But that's in that's in um, Sam's. 
Okay, um, it was four forty nine for a dozen, not eighteen, because it was three dozen. Trust me, it was four forty nine a dozen. But when you go into like Publix right now, you're paying somewhere seven, seven eight bucks for egg. Who the heck pays that? Well, I guess we do. So, anyways. Well, I just want to let everybody know that be careful because they did go up. And if you want to see what the different ones are now that they have gone up to, just go to the F- FMCSA website and look for their 2023 fines and it'll tell you what their increases were wow what else you got Ruthie? let's move on all righty so everybody has heard about the 230,000 trucks that have just now been banned from california yeah actually i started reading that last week and they were at 175,000 that's pre-2010 so if you're pre-2010 you are you are banned from California. If you have, believe it or not, I was reading that, Ruthann. I believe if you own a tractor, 2010 or older, and um, in most cases, 2010 and older, uh, if you own one and you live in California, you go to re, you know, get your new registration for the year, you're not going to get it. You're done. You got to get rid of that truck. Isn't that something? And that's starting now, right? That just started yeah. the, at the beginning of the year. It says when the ball dropped on New Year's, it popped up in California. <laughs> um, so so I believe also driver, well, it's always been in t- 2010 or, or older for the last so many years, you couldn't go into California anyways with right. with that truck. It was the, it's their the emissions. California Air Resource Boards. Yeah, it's the emissions. So, California, you know, hand it to them. They they always start the new BS laws and a lot of times it catches on. So, hopefully that's not one that'll catch on in the rest of the country to where all of a sudden older trucks are not going to be available at all. That'd be horrible. The uh, penalty for that is 42,450 per violation depending on on certain factors. All right, drivers. So you can't say I thought you guys were just kidding. All right, if you get pulled over 2010 or older. So, here's my question. See, I don't know the regist- the way the re- registration works in California. What if your registration doesn't run out till for 6 months? That's is that saying you still can't drive the 2010? Yeah, I guess it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, it, it basically it did say that um, there's some VIN numbers that they already have on record that that are unique, that they already automatically know. Mm. So if they see that VIN number immediately, they already know that they're not available, like they can't be in there. All right. Do you have anything better than this depressingness? I mean, tra- it's, it's so depressing. Depr- everything's like depressing anymore. Um. Well... <laughs> The last thing I really had is how OIDA is saying that the ELDs are not making everything safer. Let's hear that. Well, OIDA is trying to really fight back and get the ELDs stopped. Um, they've been trying to fight it for a while. but Not going to happen. No, I, I don't think it's going to happen. I think, if anything, it's going to try and shift a little bit. That They're still going to make it a requirement, but they're going to try and shift it some. They're, I believe right now they're trying to get rid of glider kits. And glider, what a glider kit is, is Fitzgerald glider kits. They, they uh, uh, are a kit that, that, that 
it's like about 30, 40 grand to put onto your truck, which makes it ELD exempt. <laughs> and I believe this year they're trying to target either that this year or next year. They're trying to get rid of anybody that's running rogue. Um, the only ones that I can't see, and this is really, there's, there's a couple different types of trucking. And one of them is like bull haulers. I, when you start running those bulls down the road, you there ain't no stopping. <laughs> you know, if it's a 14-hour drive, you know, these bull, uh, and I believe bull haulers and, you know, livestock trailers are exempt from ELDs. I'm pretty sure they still are because there's no stopping them. I mean, you stop, seriously, you stop a load of, of, of cow, they'll start crapping and doing everything. That's why, like, at the scale house, DOT weighs them right through. Mm -hmm. There's no playing around with bull haulers. No, the same with the bees and stuff. They 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 get more active when it's stopped. If they're moving, they're kind of like dormant. Right. I never even thought of bee haulers, and that's that's another thing. They got to keep moving. Some some freight cannot really stop. No, no. And there's not enough. I tell you, team finding enough teams in this country is it would be almost impossible to keep the truck going. Um, what else you got, Ruthann? Is that it? Well, I just want to say one mention. The one thing, the one of the factors that OIDA is using for Part of their data is there was in 2015 3,622 fatal accidents. In 16, there was 4,367. You're away from the mic. In 2017, there was 4,367 fatalities, and they keep going up. 44, 61, and 18, and that's when the year ELDs became mandated. And then 4502 and 19, and then 44, 44 in 2020. So the the whole purpose for the ELDs to come up there is because they thought it would keep the road safer by mandating drivers to only be allowed to drive during certain, like not during, but allotted a certain amount of hours. And if they were on the ELD, they were more strict with it, that they had to, you know, have a, a, a rain or a, a noose on them so that they were able to control it. Well, it's not controlling the the safety like they expected it to, it actually increased. The only thing that ELDs has stopped is a lot of, and, and it hasn't even done that. It stopped a lot of the cheating by just solo drivers. But you have a lot of companies that use apps, app-based ELDs that, you know, they reset. I'll say it. I don't care. They they reset the, the these drivers' logs, and they're, and they're running still. Of course, they're going to get caught. But the bottom line is the ELDs have screwed so much up. The ELD, I'll tell you what, the ELDs is one of the biggest reasons why truck parking is as bad as it exactly. is. Exactly. Well, and then being able to charge, you know, charge charge a driver to park in the parking spot that used to be free because now you have five other drivers that would take that spot too. And it's Well, what happened was it everybody's driving usually in the morning sometime. And so once your clock starts, it doesn't usually stop. And Everybody is piling into the trucks up at the same time. When you had paper logs and drivers can just run the way they wanted to run, okay, you had drivers that would maybe show up at 10 o'clock at night. You had other drivers that were just starting at 10 o'clock at night because mm -hmm. that's the way they like to run. Right. It, the ELDs have really kind of screwed a lot of things up. I mean, who knows? Maybe it'll get better. I don't More know. More traffic jams, and, and especially in certain cities. Yeah, so... But anyways, Ruthann, that is pretty much the podcast this week. I uh, just want to mention one more time, drivers, if you're going to be in the Fort Lauderdale area on 
uh, February 4th and February 5th. Stop down in, in, in the Fort Lauderdale and come see us at the booth and walk around and see the show and, and, and you know, by all means, enjoy a little bit of sunshine. It'll Down in Fort Lauderdale, Ruthann, it'll probably be 70s, you know, sometimes even 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, compared to... I, personally, if I, lived, if I lived up in the north, I, I'd be jumping on a plane at least one or two times a year for at least a three, four-day weekend in Florida just yes. to thaw the freaking heck out. Well, it's at the Broward County Convention Center. Mm -hmm. You can go to www.floridatruckingshow.com to check out more information about it. And it's over 150 vendors, 150 plus vendors. Awesome. We're one of them. We're booth number 435. 435. Ruthann, do you have the word of the day from Word Genius? I do. All right. Well, let's hear what it is today. Let me turn my mic on. Turn your mic on. Let's hear it. Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Crank. One more time. Let me move my computer so you can hear it better. Prank. Prank? Prank. Kind of like pink, but with an R. Prank. prank. What is what is prank? Prank is to spend time making minor adjustments to one's appearance to primp. So, like if a guy has a beard and he's just going to go and trim it up a little bit. He's that's pranking. That's pranking. You know. Interesting. I, well, I would say we all prank. Yeah. If you trim your nails, you're pranking. Anything, any minor adjustments yeah. is, is basically, you know, nothing major. I mean, that's then called gonna, plastic surgery. <laughs> I want to hear that. But any minor thing, tweezing my eyebrows or, you know. Hey, before we go, everything, where's Greta? I wanted to introduce her. Is she with you? Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, this is this is Toxedio's newest little, look at that right there. That's our little mini schnauzer. She's actually a very smart little dog. And we thought we would. Uh, she, what do you call her? The. Not the instigator, the what? She is. She's a troublemaker. Troublemaker. She's a troublemaker, this one. But she's a good little girl. Um, Ruthann, I think we are out of here. Peace. Peace. Praise the Lord.